Welcome to episode 97 of George's Random Astronomical Object, the last episode in this podcast series with a two-digit prime number. Every episode, including episodes with and episodes without prime numbers, I run a random number generator to select random astronomical coordinates in the sky, and I then search for an astronomical object near those coordinates and talk about what makes the object so interesting to astronomers. So, I will now run the random number generator. The coordinates for this episode are 5 hours, 45 minutes, 59.9 seconds right ascension, and negative 32 degrees, 18 minutes, 23 seconds declination. The coordinates for this episode point to the star Mu Columbae. That's the Greek letter Mu. Although if you like cows, you can think of it as Mu Columbae. Or if you like cow sound effects, you can think of it as Columbe. Anyway, this blue star is located in the constellation Columba, the dove, which was invented in the 16th century by Petrus Plancius, a Dutch astronomer and cartographer who devoted his life to making maps of things. The stars in Columba form kind of a capital T shape, where the right end of the T is bent, and Mu Columbe is located about 3 degrees north of where the two lines in the T cross. Mu Columbe has a visual magnitude of about 5, so in case you want to find it, it's just barely visible to the naked eye. While Mu Columbe may look faint compared to other stars as seen from Earth, it's actually a very bright blue star that just looks faint because it's located very far away from Earth at a distance of 1920 light years or 590 parsecs. Astronomers would classify this as an O-type star. O-type stars still fuse hydrogen into helium in their centers, like the Sun, but they're much bigger, brighter, and bluer. Mu Columbae itself is 16 times more massive, 8 times larger in diameter, about 6 times hotter, and tens of thousands of times brighter than the Sun. O-type stars like Mu Columbae produce so much ultraviolet radiation in particular that they ionize the interstellar gas around them. What distinguishes Mu Columbae from many other bright blue stars is its proper motion. Proper motion is the term that astronomers use to describe how stars appear to move sideways in the sky over time relative to other stars in the background. This movement is related to the motions of the stars through the Milky Way relative to the Earth, which, just to remind you, is also moving through the Milky Way on its own orbit. In general, stars don't move enough that anyone will be able to notice the changes without a telescope during their lifetimes. Some of the stars with the highest proper motions on the sky will appear to move a few arc seconds a year, where 36,000 arc seconds are equivalent to one degree. This proper motion is equivalent to a star being able to move a distance equivalent to the diameter of the moon in a few centuries, although the fastest moving star, 
a faint red dwarf called Barnard Star, can actually cover this distance in a little over 170 years. By the way, I have actually avoided discussing proper motion in this podcast series up until now, in part because it makes the coordinates that I read for some of the astronomical objects a little confusing. I am using coordinates from the International Celestial Reference System, or ICRS, that correspond to the year 2000. Some of the closer stars in my podcast series would have moved enough that the coordinates based on the year 2000 would be a few arc seconds off from where the stars are now. Mu Columbe is not really moving all that fast in terms of proper motion. It only moves 0.022 arc seconds a year. However, given that this star is relatively bright, it was possible for astronomers in the first half of the 20th century to see the star change position in the photographic images of the sky that they were using for their research. In 1954, Adrian Blau and William Wilson Morgan published a paper that not only measured the proper motion of Mu Columbe, but also determined that the star appeared to have originated from the Orion Nebula. As seen from Earth, Mu Columbe basically left the constellation Orion, crossed the constellation Lepus, and is now approaching the center of the constellation Columba. That's equivalent to crossing one-seventh of the part of the sky visible above the horizon. In terms of what's happened in space, Mu Columbe appears to have traveled roughly 860 light-years from the Orion Nebula. What's also even weirder is that the two astronomers who discovered that Mu Columbe had originated from the Orion Nebula had also found that another very similar blue O-type star in the constellation Auriga named A.E. Aurigae, was moving at nearly the same speed, but in the opposite direction from the Orion Nebula. This implied that something happened in the Orion Nebula to eject both of these stars in opposite directions. My first impression was that this was a coincidence, but it turned out that the two stars were indeed linked. In 2004, Alessia Gualandris, Simon Zwart, and Peter Eggleton published a paper explaining that Mu Columbe and A.E. Aurigae had both been ejected from the Orion Nebula in a complex gravitational interaction with two more stars that currently comprise the binary star system Iota Orionis at the center of the nebula. So the two stars in Iota Orionis are named Iota Orionis A and Iota Orionis B. Iota Orionis A is a blue O-type star that used to be in the binary star system with A.E. Origae. Or if you want to anthropomorphize things, Iota Orionis A and A.E. Origae were in a relationship together. Iota Orionis B is classified as a B-type star which is slightly smaller and fainter than the no-type star, but otherwise very similar. And Iota Orionis B was in the binary star system with, or was dating, Mu Columbe. These two binary systems would have formed in different locations within the Orion Nebula, which you can think of as like crowded party. The systems then passed by each other and gravitationally interacted in such a way that Iota Orionis A and Iota Orionis B broke up with their partners and formed a new binary star system, while Mu Columbe and A.E. Orige were ejected out of the party, or actually out of the nebula, 
into empty space, where they would never meet another star ever again. However, you don't need to feel sad for Mu Columbe or A.E. Oraige. Mu Columbe has taken up painting, while A.E. Oraige has become a gourmet cook and is now writing a novel. Okay, that's too much anthropomorphization, but you get the idea. In any case, Mu Columbe is one of the classic examples of a runaway star, which is the term astronomers use for stars ejected from clusters. It's not the first runaway star that was ever found, but it has taught us important lessons about how stars are ejected from the nebulae in which they are formed. So that's my summary of Mu Columbe. And the location on the Earth's surface corresponding to the position of Mu Columbe in the sky could be described as about 2,750 kilometers east of Perth, Australia, in the Indian Ocean. However, that's boring. What's more interesting is what's happening underneath the ocean surface. Mu Columbe corresponds to a location where an underwater ridge of mountains named the 90 East Ridge connects with an underwater plateau called the Broken Ridge. The 90 East Ridge is really interesting in part because it is really straight and seems to line up nearly perfectly with the 90 degree East Longitude Line. However, it is also very scientifically important because it was created by the volcanic hotspot currently located under the Kerguelen Islands. As the tectonic plates in the Indian Ocean moved relative to the hotspot, volcanoes produced the chain of mountains that now form the ridge. When I often read about the formation of underwater mountain chains by hotspots, I usually read about them in the context of Hawaii and the Pacific Ocean. So it's really interesting to learn about another hotspot producing another mountain chain in one of the other oceans. Anyway, if you're still interested in my astronomy podcast and have not left me to go find a geology podcast, you can go to the website for this podcast series at www.randomastronomicalobject.com. You can visit the website to download episodes of the show, read information about the astronomical objects, view images of those astronomical objects, look up additional reference information, and send me random feedback. The audio was recorded and edited by George Bendo. The music is Immersion by Sasha Endy at www.sasha-endy.de and the sound effects are from the Freesound Project at www.freesound.org. Thanks for listening. 